All right. Hello and welcome to the 10th episode of the Double Coverage Podcast with myself, Sean Holko, and my good friend, Mac Irvin Third. We have made it 10 episodes in, everybody. 10 episodes in. The coronavirus tried to stop us, but we got the technology. We got Squadcast. All right, Max. So on today's episode, we are not doing three segments as we usually do. Instead, we are doing one big segment because as it is April 1st, that means since it's April that it is time for the NFL draft. It was officially confirmed this past week by Commissioner Roger Goodell that it still will take place despite uh, some other people in the league not being too happy about it. All right, Mac, now let's get into our NFL mock drafts. I think for the most part, our top five is going to be pretty similar. With the first pick, the Cincinnati Bengals select who, Mac? Uh, It's got to be Joe Burrow, right? I mean, every expert on the planet and I'm pretty sure most football fans would tell you that, you know, Cincinnati is looking for a quarterback. For, for Andy Dalton, he's not he's not a terrible quarterback, but he's not he was never somebody that was going to set the world alight. And I think they're ready to move on. And Burrow looks like the perfect guy to move on with at that number one spot for me. Yeah, I completely agree. All the quote unquote experts, including ourselves, um, we all got Joe Burrow going number one to the Cincinnati Bengals. He's a guy who went to Athens High School in Plains, Ohio, and then he went on to play at the Ohio State University until uh, he ended up transferring to LSU because he got stuck behind Dwayne Haskins and a couple other guys on the QB depth chart. He goes to LSU and he goes from being a fifth, sixth round pick to becoming the Heisman Trophy winner in one season, winning a national championship. And the stats that he put up were 5,671 passing yards with 60 passing touchdowns, which is a new FBS single-season record, with six interceptions in 15 games. And then, as I already mentioned, he went on to win the Heisman. So he's got to be the guy for the Bengals at number one. They need a quarterback to replace Andy Dalton. And he's from Ohio. He seems like the guy. All right, number two, Max. We talked about here on Double Coverage a couple weeks ago. Would the Redskins really take a QB at number two after they picked Dwayne Haskins out of Ohio State last year at number 15? So, Mac, I pose that question to you. Who are the Redskins going to pick at number two? Because for me, it seems obvious. You know, if you had asked me two or three years ago, would the Redskins even entertain the option of taking quarterback at number two after taking Haskins last year? My answer would have been hell no. But obviously, Arizona proved last year it's all right to admit you may have made a mistake and take a quarterback with the very next draft first round draft pick you had. I don't think that's going to be the case this time. I think they're going to be, or hopefully I'm hoping that Ron Rivera is a little patient with Dwayne Haskins, maybe gives him that time, allows him the time to make mistakes and, uh, you know, grow and become the better quarterback than when we saw at Ohio state. So I think for me, you know, and I know a lot of uh, analysts out there will say the same, but I think the obvious pick here is going to be Chase Young out of the Ohio State. Chase Young from the Ohio State University. That's who I'm going with at number two as well. Chase Young was probably the best player in college football this year, right next to Joe Burrow. I think when you 
Uh, when you end up picking the Heisman, usually they go with more of the offensive player. But Chase Young was as dominant as any player could have been in college football this year. He had 16 and a half sacks and six forced fumbles in only 12 games. And he had to miss two games because of a really stupid NCAA violation where he had to borrow money to get his girlfriend to the Rose Bowl the previous year in Pasadena. And he had to How borrow dare he? How money. dare he? How dare he? I know. And he paid it all back. But how dare he? And that just shows how fucked up the NCAA is and made him miss two games. But for me, that's the obvious number two pick. I think Ron Rivera, a defensive coach, will love having him on the team. Let's just hope that the Redskins aren't stupid. They give the other guy from Ohio State a chance in Dwayne Haskins, and we go from there. So number three, Detroit Lions. They still have Matthew Stafford after he was hurt at the end of last season. So who are they going to pick at number three? I think what they're going to do here, I think they're going to follow – you know, in the footsteps of the Redskins, they're going to take another defensive guy, possibly even from the same school. I think they're going to look to go corner here. They want to strengthen up that uh, cornerback position, especially after losing Darius Slade to the Eagles. So I think they're going to go with Jeff Okuda here. Yeah, you know, Jeff Okuda from the Ohio State University, uh, he had three interceptions and nine pass breakups in 14 games last year for the Buckeyes. And uh, I think it was – at the combine where a reporter asked Jeff Okuda, what are you going to do to clean up those sloppy mistakes that you had at Ohio state? And he, he just said, what sloppy mistakes. He was like, I never had a penalty. I never had this, never had that, never had a touchdown scored on me. He said, check the tape, check the tape. So Jeff Okuda is obviously not just a great football player, but a very intelligent young man. I think that he would make to be a great Detroit lion, but, 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 I actually don't have my guy from Ohio State going here at number three. I think that the Detroit Lions could start to look towards the future because Matthew Stafford, he's getting up there in age. He never won a playoff game yet. Despite getting paid millions and millions of dollars, he still hasn't won a playoff game. I don't like where this is going. (laughs) And I think I remember who the QB was in there. Was it? Was it Jeff Driscoll who was was, uh, the quarterback for the Lions down the stretch? I don't think he's the guy. So what about David Blau? David Blau. I think that's who it was. David Blau. That's who I I was trying to think of who, who the quarterback's name was, but I don't think David Blau, Jeff Driscoll are the answer for the Detroit lions. I think Matthew Stafford, I think he's gotten his chance and he keeps getting hurt and not getting playoff wins. So the guy for the Detroit lions at number three is Tua Tagovailoa out of Alabama. Try to get your franchise QB at number three. I think if you had told the Lions before the season started they had a chance to get Tua Tagovailoa, they I think they'd be pretty happy with that. And Mac, this is where the other side of it comes in. I actually think that the Detroit Lions will trade away that third overall pick because they don't have a glaring need. Yes, they do need a cornerback to uh, to replace Darius Slay, and Jeff Okuda could be that guy. But that's a very valuable pick at number three because Joe Burrow and Chase Young are off the board, but that leaves everyone else available. And I think someone will want to trade for that number three pick. I don't know exactly who. Maybe the Dolphins, maybe the Chargers, maybe a team that's looking for a quarterback and would try to get Tua before anyone else can. But I think regardless of who picks, and this is a little bit of an outsider's pick, I think Tua Tugavailoa is going to go number three overall in the NFL draft. Despite the injury, despite all that, he put out those clips on Instagram and Twitter. And I think it's good enough for one NFL general manager, giving the circumstances. 
That's a wild suggestion from you. I can't see him ended up in Detroit, at least not yet. I do agree with you, though, that they, they could look to trade out of that number three spot because if you look further down the first round, there's a lot of talent in a lot of different positions. So I think, you know, it might benefit Detroit to kind of sit back, maybe gain some extra picks this year, next year, and try to pick up somebody who may not be as high profile as Akuda, but can still do a solid job. Yeah, and we will see if Matthew Stafford is still the guy for the Lions. I think in that hypothetical situation, and that's my hot take of the day, but I think in that hypothetical situation that maybe Matthew Stafford gets one more year, two more years to start at QB, let Tua get healthy, 100% healthy, and learn the NFL playbook and all that. I think he could be a, a fit with the Detroit Lions, but that's my crazy pick so far. All right, Matt, let's get to number four. The New York Giants select who? So, obviously, New York looking towards Daniel Jones. He's the guy for the future. You know, Eli walked away this offseason. I think you got to look at protecting your main man, right? And I know they have some pieces on the offensive line already, and this is where I kind of break from, you know, the other analysts who are kind of in agreement with this. I think they're going to go with an offensive lineman here. And my pick was Jedrick Wills Jr. from Alabama. All right. They got to they gotta protect their new young QB and Daniel Jones. We know the Eli Manning era is over in New York. I'm going to differ from you here, Mac. I think I'm going to be more sore, more so towards the, the national picks with this. And I'm going to go with Isaiah Simmons, the linebacker out of Clemson. He was one of the fastest guys in the 40 this past year at the NFL Combine. He is a freak athletically, and I think that he is going to be the guy at number four for the New York Giants. He was the Dick Buckus Award winner for the best linebacker in the nation. He was the ACC Defensive Player of the Year, had seven sacks, three interceptions, and eight pass breakups in 15 games for the Clemson Tigers. So I think that Isaiah Simmons is the guy at number four for the Giants now. But be wary. We've seen Dave Gettleman not be afraid to take risks and reach for guys. So may yeah. not be as clear cut as you think. Yeah, you know, you're 100% right with that because Daniel Jones is a prime example of that from last year. So we shall see what Dave Gettleman does um, in this year's draft. Now let's get to number five back. I am pretty positive. I know who you're going to go with here at number five, but tell our audience. Yeah, I think anybody – Two uh, a year ago would have seen me making this player to this team. Maybe not at this selection, but definitely a connection there. I think it's got to be, you know, you're the Miami Dolphins. Fitzpatrick isn't your guy moving forward. And, you know, you haven't really given Josh Rosen a chance despite trading for him. So I think they're going to go with the guy that they may have had their eyes on all along. And maybe they get him for a little less cheaper now that they slip down to number five. I think they're going to go with Tua Tagovailoa from Alabama. All right, the Miami Dolphins going with Tua Tagovailoa. We kept saying all year, especially the first half of the year when the Dolphins were doing so bad, that they're tanking for Tua. Well, it looks like they didn't have to tank that much because they ended up winning some games at the end of the year. They beat the New England Patriots in Foxborough and forced them to play in the wild card weekend, and we all saw how that went. Um, Tua Tagovailoa in nine games this year at Alabama before he went out with hip surgery in November, had 2,840 passing yards, 33 touchdowns, and three interceptions in nine games. I already picked Tua to go number three to the Detroit Lions or to that number three spot. So he's unavailable for me, and the Miami Dolphins still need a quarterback. So I'm going to go with Justin Herbert 
from Oregon there at number five for the Miami Dolphins. Justin Herbert was the guy after last year. He decided to go back to college for one more season when he could have been a top five pick in last year's NFL draft. Um, the best available quarterback on my board at number five for the Miami Dolphins. All right, Mac, now that we have hit the top five, we're going to breeze through uh, the next six picks until we get to number 12 with the Las Vegas Raiders. So, Mac, number six, the uh, almost at San Diego, Los Angeles Chargers with the sixth overall pick. Who are they going with and why? Um, I've been talked into this pick because, unfortunately, my boy Tyrod Taylor does not get the respect he deserves. So I think L.A. is going to go with the quarterback here. And it's going to be the guy you just talked about. I think it's going to be Justin Herbert. They're going to draft him. They're going to let him sit for the next year or two. I am going to go with uh, Jeff Okuda here at number six. He dropped a little bit further than I wanted him to go, but making that hot take bold pick at number three uh, had Jeff Okuda slide down a little bit. Yes, the Chargers still do need a quarterback, but I think that they could probably get one in the second or third round of this draft, or maybe who knows, there's still a couple veteran quarterbacks out there on the market. The main one that the Chargers have been tied to is Mr. Cameron Newton. So possibly they don't pick a quarterback here in the first round, but they might end up signing one in Cam Newton or Jameis Winston. Who knows? But I got the Chargers picking Jeff Okuda at number six. Number seven, the Carolina Panthers select two, Mac. Uh, so when I dropped Isaiah, when I dropped Isaiah Simmons out from number four, or number, yeah, number four, I had to slide him in somewhere, and I picked the next team that didn't need a quarterback, in my opinion, and that opinion was the Carolina Panthers. I think they go Isaiah Simmons here. I have the Panthers going with Derek Brown, the inside defensive lineman from Auburn at this pick. Uh, A defensive lineman is one of those picks that, uh, I mean, the Panthers, they really need defenders here. They need defensive linemen. They need cornerbacks. They need linebackers. So I went with the best available player here for the Panthers, and that's Derek Brown out of Auburn. Number eight, the Arizona Cardinals select who? They're going to be looking to shore up the offensive line, protect the boy Kyler Murray, they're going to go with Tristan Wirfs from Iowa, offensive tackle. I have that same exact pick. I got Tristan Wirfs going to the Cardinals to help protect Kyler Murray. Number nine, Jacksonville Jaguars. I think they're going to go defense here. We know how big they were on Saxonville. I think they're going to go Derek Brown from Auburn. All right. I have them trying to protect their guy. Uh, he he is their guy now as, as much as they, they might not have thought about it being their guy going into last year after signing Nick Foles of that huge contract, but he's now a Chicago Bear. Minshew Mania is running wild in Duval County, and I have the Jaguars picking Makai Becton, uh, an offensive tackle from Louisville. Number 10. Now we're getting into double digits, Mac, and uh, the Cleveland Browns select who? It's going to be a big year for quarterback protection. I'm going to go with the guy you just said, Mekki Becton from Louisville. And, and since I just had Becton go at number nine, I'm going to keep it rolling with the offensive tackles here. This is my third offensive tackle in a row um, to close out the top 10. I have Andrew Thomas out of Georgia going to the Cleveland Browns at number 10. Now number 11, Mac, the New York Jets select. Jets, they need a marquee wide receiver, right? They need somebody for Sam Donald to throw the ball to. So if you're going wide receiver, you got to go with one of the best guys out there, right? And for me, that's C.D. Lamb from Oklahoma. 
I think he goes number 11. That just hurt my heart as a San Francisco 49ers fan to hear Cindy <laughs> Lamb is off the board. Wait, wait, till you, wait till you hear what I got later. <laughs> All right. Well, that's Max pick with my pick, the New York Jets select the fourth consecutive offensive tackle in a row in this uh, Sean Holko mock draft. And I have them picking Jedrick Willis, an offensive tackle out of Alabama to try and help protect Sam Darnold even more because we know that he got rough, roughed up quite a bit in his first couple of years in the league. So they got to better protect him. I got them going with Jedrick Willis, but we want to focus on these three West coast teams in the Las Vegas Raiders, Seattle Seahawks and San Francisco 49ers. So with the 12th overall pick, the Las Vegas Raiders select who Mac uh, again, I'm going wide receiver here for the Raiders. And um, for me, if CD Lambs is off, CD Lamb is off the board. I'm going to go with the next best receiver in the draft, and that's Henry Ruggs III from Alabama. I also have the Raiders picking Henry Ruggs III from Alabama at number twelve. This is the first wide receiver off the board in my mock draft, and my rationale behind this is is that even though he's not around anymore, Al Davis would always try to choose the fastest wide receiver. We saw that about a decade ago with Darius Hayward Bay getting picked over Michael Crabtree because he was faster. So I'm going to go with Henry Ruggs III for the Raiders here at number 12. They got to get Derek Carr or whoever they're going to have in there at quarterback, uh, Marcus Mariota, who knows. They got to have a solid wide receiver for whoever's in there at QB, and that's why I'm going to go with Henry Ruggs III, fastest wide receiver in the draft, and I know that the Davis family will love that. All right, Mac, number 13. This was the Indianapolis Colts first round pick originally, but they traded it to the San Francisco 49ers for DeForest Buckner. We're going to miss you, DeForest, but good luck in Indy. Number 13, the San Francisco 49ers, the defending NFC champions. Who are you going with at number 13, Mac, as you shake your head? So um, I've been saying for probably the last couple months that I think the Niners need to go secondary here with this with one of their draft picks. Um, I think if C.D. Lamb is off, if C.D. Lamb and Henry Ruggs are off the board, then I think they could potentially turn towards that secondary list list that they have. So I went with C.J. Henderson out of Florida for my pick for the 49ers. So I think that the 49ers will go with a wide receiver here. I think that they acquired this mid-round first pick too get a wide receiver because they know how stacked this wide receiver class is in 2020. And he's not off the board in my draft, so I am going with C.D. Lamb, a wide receiver out of Oklahoma for the San Francisco 49ers. In my opinion, he is the best overall receiver in this draft. You pair him with Debo Samuel, George Kittle, for Jimmy Garoppolo and Kyle Shanahan. It sounds like a match made in heaven. So I am optimistically going to pick C.D. Lamb to the 49ers at number 13. All right, Mac, now let's get back into accelerating ourselves through this draft. Number 14, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, now led by Tom Brady. Select who? Going with Tom Brady. Got to protect Tom Brady, right, to give him time to make those passes. I go offensive tackle here. I say Andrew Thomas from Georgia. That's a good pick. You got to you gotta protect Tommy boy. But even though offensive tackle is one of the Buccaneers' main needs, another main need for the Buccaneers is a running back. So I am going to have the first running back go off the board. 
at number 14. And I am going to go with J.K. Dobbins from the Ohio State University to pair with Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. We know that the Buccaneers have a couple of running backs still there who were who were solid last year. Um, one of the one of the running backs that come to mind for me is Ronald Jones, a guy out of USC. But I think that they're just trying to bolster that backfield. And J.K. Dobbins is a great versatile piece who can catch passes out of the backfield and also run it straight up the middle. So I think that that's who the Buccaneers are going to go with at number 14. Number 15, Mac, the Denver Broncos select. Denver Broncos. I went with, uh, I think they're going to go with another wide receiver, give Drew Locke an option there. So I went Jerry Judy from Alabama. Jerry Judy from Alabama. I also am going with Jerry Judy from Alabama to give Drew Locke another weapon in Denver at mile high. All right, Mac, now number 16, the Atlanta Falcons select. Christian Fulton, center cornerback from LSU. I think they're going to try to lower, uh, shore up that secondary. You know, they've struggled with injuries a lot back there, so I think they're going to try to fix that position in the draft. So every year in the draft, there's always one guy who's projected to go pretty high, and then he falls and falls and falls and falls into the early second round. I'm sorry, Christian, but he's the guy who I have falling in this draft. And I think if the Falcons don't pick him there and maybe another team doesn't pick him in the 20s, he's going to drop into the into the early second round. And I'm sorry, Christian Fulton, I have you dropping into the second round. So at number 16, I have the Atlanta Falcons selecting C.J. Henderson, a cornerback out of Florida because I had the 49ers picking a wide receiver there unlike you. So I have Henderson going 16 to the Falcons. Now, number 17, the Dallas Cowboys select. You know, the Dallas Cowboys love them some big names, right? So if you couldn't get Stephon Diggs, why not get his brother? I think they're going to go with Trayvon Diggs from Alabama. Ooh, I like that. I like that. I'm going to go with an edge rusher here. I'm going to go with uh, Calavion Chason. I'm sorry if I butchered your name. Um, he's an edge rusher out of LSU. The Cowboys need um, some more edge rushers, so that's my pick there. Number 18, the Miami Dolphins are back on the board, Mac. I'm just going to say real quickly, I have them taking Xavier McKinney, a safety out of Alabama. I had the same pick. I think you got to replace Minka Fitzpatrick since you dealt him away, so I think they got to replace him with McKinney. Great point. Number 19, the Oakland, excuse me, Las Vegas Raiders are back on the board and I have the Raiders picking Christian Fulton a uh, or excuse me I, I said that Fulton dropped I'm thinking of another guy who I had dropped uh, so that's my bad there I guess Fulton I actually had you at number 19 so jokes on me but uh, I'm losing track here I had Christian Fulton cornerback out of LSU at number 19 to the Raiders I have Jeff Gladney cornerback TCU all right, number 20, Jacksonville Jaguars. Javon Kinlaw, uh, inside defensive lineman from South Carolina, is my pick. Kinlaw is not a bad choice, but I think, you know, uh, like you said with the Jaguars, they never knew that Minshew was going to be the guy. So I think they're going to take, they might look to take a quarterback here. So I have them taking Jordan Love from Utah State. Very, very interesting, Mac. Jordan Love finally goes off the board. At number 21, the Philadelphia Eagles are up. I think that they need another weapon for Carson Wentz, so I have them going with Justin Jefferson, a wide receiver out of LSU. 
I had I had Jedrick Willis Jr. tackle from Alabama. At number 22, the Minnesota Vikings. I have them taking a wide receiver. I think because Justin Jefferson goes at 21, the Vikings feel the need to get a wide receiver at 22 instead of waiting to get one at 25. So I have the Vikings selecting Jalen Rieger, a wide receiver, out of TCU. I went corner for the Vikings here. and So I'm going to go with A.J. Terrell from Clemson. All right, number 23, the New England Patriots are up. It's a new era without Tom Brady. And I think that Bill Belichick is ready to look towards the future. This guy is still available on my board. So I have the New England Patriots selecting Jordan Love, quarterback, out of uh, Utah State. And I know that they still have Jared Stidham, but now you got Jordan Love and Jared Stidham really battling for that number one QB spot. And then you have Brian Hoyer as the educator in that QB room. That's an interesting pick, but I'm going to go with wide receiver because we know the struggles that they had at that position last year. So I'm going to go with, and I'm surprised I let this guy slip so far. I'm going to go with Justin Jefferson from LSU. Number 24, the New Orleans Saints are up. I have a guy staying in the state of Louisiana, and I am picking linebacker Patrick Queen out of LSU to be a New Orleans Saint. I'm going to go with linebacker here, inside linebacker New Pacific, and I'm going to go with Kenneth Murray from Oklahoma. All right, number 25, I alluded to it a couple minutes ago, and here it is. I have Jeff Glamby, a cornerback out of TCU, going to the Vikings at number 25 since they decided to go with his teammate, a wide receiver at number 22. I have them going edge rusher here. I'm going to go with A.J. Espenza from Iowa. All right. And now we have number 26, the Miami Dolphins. I think that they want to help protect their new quarterback, whether if it be Tua or Justin Herbert. And I think that they're going to draft Josh Jones, an offensive tackle out of Houston. I went running back here to replace Kenyon Drake. They're going to draft a running back. And this is my first running back off the board, I believe. I'm going to go with DeAndre Swift from Georgia. All right. So earlier I I talked about um, Christian Fulton from LSU as a guy who I had dropping, um, dropping in this draft. And DeAndre Swift is a guy I know for sure I had dropped in this first round. I had J.K. Dobbins selected as the first running back off the board. Now at 27, it's one of those teams we're going to highlight here because this is Mac's favorite NFL team, and it is the Seattle Seahawks, Mac. And you can kind of see where I'm going here. I have my second running back off the board here. We talked about a lot last week when we were doing our free agency special here on Double Coverage that the Seattle Seahawks had a lot of issues with their running backs down the stretch just staying healthy. So therefore, I am going to have the Seattle Seahawks pick Jonathan Taylor, a running back out of Wisconsin here at number 27. I think that that would be a great pick for Pete Carroll and the Seahawks as much as I would dislike it as a 49ers fan. Jonathan Taylor was one of, if not the best, running backs in the nation the past couple years as a Badger. He was almost a Heisman finalist. So I got them going with Jonathan Taylor here at number 27. What about you, Mac? Who do you have for your favorite team? I want to preface this by saying 
I will put any amount of money down that the Seattle Seahawks will not make a selection at this pick in the draft because we know how Pete Carroll and Josh Schneider love to trade back and get picks for later rounds. But assuming under the crazy scenario that we actually decide to make a first-round pick this year, I went uh, defensive end because we know they're looking for extra edge rushers. You know, they still have a side cloudy. They've been linked with Everson Griffin. So it's all up in the air when it comes to defensive line. So I went with Yeter Gross Matos from Penn State. That's my pick for the Seattle Seahawks. All right, and now number 28, the Baltimore Ravens. I have them selecting a player out of Oklahoma in the first round for the second consecutive year because we know that they drafted Hollywood Brown out of Oklahoma last year in the first round, and I have them picking a linebacker, Kenneth Murray, out of Oklahoma at number 28. I have Patrick Queen from LSU, linebacker. All right, I had Queen go a little bit earlier at number 24. Now he's off your board. Number 29, the Tennessee Titans. I have them picking Zach Braun, an edge rusher out of Wisconsin. So for the Titans, I have Ross Blacklock, tackle from TCU. All right, and number 30, the Green Bay Packers who got annihilated by the 49ers in the NFC Championship game last year. I just thought I'd note that real quick. Uh, The Green Bay Packers at number 30. I have them going with uh, the last wide receiver off the board in the first round um, in my mock draft in this loaded wide receiver class. I have them picking Denzel Mims, a wide receiver out of Baylor, to pair with Aaron Rodgers. You know, I almost put Mims there at at number 30, but I decided to go elsewhere. Uh, there's always one player that just jumps exponentially high up the draft boards come draft night. And I know one of the Packers needs is tight end. So I'm going to throw a real curveball here and I'm going to say they can take Cole commit from Nord from Notre Dame here, not projected until the late second round, but needs sometimes supersede positioning when it comes to the draft. So we'll see. Yeah, Mac, you know, that's a good point. I, I thought about giving the Packers a tight end there because um, we know that Jimmy Graham has moved on. Um, so they, they definitely need a tight end, and you're talking a lot about the need there. Um, but I, I think that it'd be a little bit of a reach for them to go a tight end in the first round. Who knows? Like you said, sometimes needs just supersede everything else. But I, I have them going with a wide receiver there. Um, at the end of the first round. Now, 31. This was the San Francisco 49ers' original first-round pick, and it was their only first-round pick. But the 49ers lack picks in the second and third round of this year's draft. So just like you mentioned for your team, Mac, the Seahawks trading out of the first round and acquiring more picks, I think that this is a very high possibility for the 49ers to do the same here at number 31. But if they do decide to a uh, to take someone here in the first round, I think that they address the need that you addressed earlier in the draft, and that is a cornerback. So I have the San Francisco 49ers taking a cornerback out of Auburn. I have them taking Noah in Gabon. I'm sorry, I can't say your last name. I'm going to have to learn it if he becomes a 49er, but Noah Igbinogene. There we go. That's the best I'm going to do, so we're going to keep it pushing. Who you got for 31, back? So, obviously, I went corner with San Francisco's first pick. So, like I said, they, maybe they're looking for a wide receiver here at this pick. So, I decided to go with T. Higgins from Clemson. Ooh, 
that's that's an interesting pick. I like that. I like that. If CJ if CD Lamb is in a 49er, T. Higgins at the end of the first round, that would be a solid pick. That'd be a solid pick. All right, Mac. Now we have reached the final pick in the first round of the NFL draft. So, Mac, the Super Bowl champions are at number 32, as they normally are here. That's the Kansas City Chiefs. I will give my pick in a second, but who do you have the Chiefs picking to close out the first round? I think they're going to go secondary here, try to shore that up for a defense of their Super Bowl title. So I went Jalen Johnson from Utah corner. I have the Kansas City Chiefs closing out the first round of the draft with a running back. I mentioned this guy earlier, and I had him drop a lot but he's not going to drop out of the first round. I think if the Kansas City Chiefs see DeAndre Swift available at number 32, that is their guy. Because, yeah, I know Damian Williams killed it in the Super Bowl. He killed it this past season. He replaced Kareem Hunt last year when all that stuff went down with Kareem Hunt. And he's been great. But we've learned in the NFL that teams need multiple running backs to be successful. And I think if DeAndre Swift is available there at number 32, that Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs can't pass on him. So I have the Chiefs picking DeAndre Swift at number 32 in the NFL draft. All right, Mac, that is going to do it for our mock draft of the 2021st round, which will still take place despite everything going on in the world with the coronavirus real quickly before we close out the show i wanted to mention something relevant to your team mac um you probably already saw this as we were finishing up this mock draft but according to diana russini of espn Jadavion Clowney's asking price has dropped as you predicted would happen last week his asking price has dropped from more than 20 million dollars a year to a number closer to 17 million so He's getting a little more humble, and maybe he might be out of, be a Seattle Seahawk soon once again. You know, uh, all the Seahawks fans can do is hope. It's $17 million. That's still a lot of money to commit for somebody who didn't have the best year last year. But if we're talking short-term deals, I know how it seems like Seattle wants him. seems like he wants to play for a contender. Why not make it work? All you right. saw how so- much better Seattle is with him, so. Yeah, you know, Mac, that's a really great point. So that's going to do it. Episode number 10. We have made it to double digits, and we're going to keep pushing as long as we can here on Double Coverage. We'll be with you at least till the end of the semester when I graduate. Mac, do you have anything else that you want to say to the people before we close it out for today? Stay safe. Stay indoors. Wash your hands. Word to the wise. All right. That is going to do it for Double Coverage. For Mac Irvin III, I am Sean Holko. Thank you for listening, and we will be back next Wednesday on Apple, Spotify, and StateHornet.com. Have a good one, everyone. Wash your hands.